0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's another emergency podcast. Our bread and butter spur of the moment antonio brown goes somewhere else emergency podcast i'm will brinson i'm the host of this daily cbs sports nfl podcast joining me on the line as they do no matter what is happening in their lives when antonio brown does something or in this case is released by the patriots the nfl super friends ryan wilson john breach and sean wagner mcguff what's up fellas
2: well, Brenton, I have to say that I'm starting to feel like the Antonio Brown podcasts are the normal ones, and the other ones are the emergency <laughs> ones. This is all the time now. Good thing I'm I, I, got,
3: I got two words for you guys. Faux clown. <laughs>
1: uh, fun story, Sean. Would you like to tell the story about how uh, – so – you know what? We'll get into that story as we sort of unfold the timeline. But for Ryan is the old one here, and he didn't know that F.O.H. means <laughs> leap out of here. He's like, what does faux clown mean, guys? It's like, God. well, what's the backstory of that? Why do we even have that phrase? Well, we'll get to it first. We got to react to the latest developments in the Antonio Brown saga. He was released by the Patriots on Friday afternoon at four thirty. Um, I, I look, I'm, you know, I'm in a pot, I'm in a patting myself on the back kind of mood. I called this when he signed with the Patriots. I, I did. I think close enough. I also wrote on Friday morning-ish, Friday around lunch, I said, look, listen to Bill what Bill Belichick's saying and look at how this stuff relates to the personal conduct policy. It seems very likely that Antonio Brown could end up being released or being made inactive by the Patriots and at least not playing. And with New England, with him having a $5 million roster bonus looming for Monday, September twenty third. I don't even think we know the specifics of when that would be paid, but the Patriots needed to cut him before this game if they wanted to not pay that. Ryan, they ultimately came out and decided to say no bus. Yeah, pay.
3: you're you're right. I mean you you did say two day uh two two weeks, I believe is what you said, and you mm-hmm. were off by by uh, a week, a little less than a week. Congratulations on that, and you've had a big day. He was Work off by any. three
2: days. Three days. We're at day eleven, day 14 is two weeks. I'm gonna give Brinks a little more credit. He was cut right. t- he was cut before week three of the
1: season. Now, I was referring virtual to a virtual high five. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did it. For viewers
3: not watching, we just did a high five from 600 this miles away. Is not,
1: this is not a video show. So
3: uh, yeah, I know. That's my point. Uh, I will point this out. I actually went the other direction from Branson, uh, and I talked about this on HQ with, with Wilbur and Breach uh, earlier on Friday. I thought that Antonio Brown was going to be the smartest guy in the room. He – Kaiser associated his way out of Pittsburgh. He Kaiser associated his way out of Oakland. We saw him limping around acting like a, a crazy person. And we're like, oh, okay. Clearly – Something's wrong. Clearly, the, the Steelers and then later the Raiders left to move on. And they did. And I'm like, OK, that's it. He's done. And, you know, 15 minutes later after the Oakland debacle, he signed for the Patriots. And I said, this is the only way to destroy the Patriots organizations from the inside of Antonio Brown. Well, we saw Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick's press conference on Friday and he had the same facial expression. He could have been, you know, at the birth of his kids. He could have been at a wedding. The same facial expression, but the words coming out of his mouth made it clear that he was very, very, very put out by the questions pertaining to the text that came out on Thursday night. That, um, he
1: stormed off the, the podium. He stormed. He he, sta- he was like, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, we're done here and like stomped off. I mean, he, he was pissed. You got to work on your Belichick impression, by the way.
4: Nowhere <laughs> close to your gaze.
3: Let me ask you this though. So Thursday night, Robert Klemko, our, our buddy at SI.com, I uh, broke another story uh, about uh text that AB had sent to one of the alleged accusers, the, the artist. I think we talked about her in a previous podcast. What do you think – can you imagine being the PR person for the Patriots, having to call Bill Belichick and saying, hey, man, you might want to check this out. I would love your thoughts. And then what what do you think was Bill Belichick's reaction upon first learning that AB sent those texts after arriving in, in New England and having the conversations they had to have with him But please just be a good person?
1: Uh, I would, I would guess that Bill Belichick was pretty miffed off. I mean, he thought that Belichick, he thought that he had gotten Antonio Brown in. And look, Bill Belichick understands how this game is played. There is no one better at, uh, podium deflection in, that I've ever seen. Not just in sports, but in, in life, in terms of just he's like, they're like, listen, Bill, we're asking you reasonable questions here about a major issue. He's like, I've already answered that question. Move next question. Um, and he did a good. That was that was bad. Bad. bad well, check. All right. Um, I've already answered that question. Moving along. Um, uh,
4: I just. I think we just got to stay clear of the Belichick impressions.
1: Okay, anyway, you get the point. Belichick deflected. He, got, he weathered the storm of the initial civil suit that was brought against Antonio Brown. He played Antonio Brown, and the Patriots were in the clear. The way that we operate in 2019 – Whether it's good or bad, and it's probably bad, is that we have tiny attention spans and there's so much crap happening that we can't stick around for one thing. So it's like, all right, if the Patriots played him once, unless something new happens or some more people come forward, it's highly unlikely. Or Antonio Brown does something really bad that's like current, it's highly unlikely that the Patriots are going to be punished for this. They're just going to keep playing him. And somehow he decided... And I think that it, we have confirmed this. NFL, these are reported by Robert Klimko, friend, friend of the show, um, great reporter for Sports Illustrated. He, he, he reported initially that an artist who was commissioned to paint a portrait of Antonio Brown came to his house and was working on it. This is in, when it, In 2017. In 2017. Good call, Breach. She, she is working on the portrait. She claims Antonio Brown flirted with her, and then she claims as she was painting, he walked up behind her completely naked with a hand towel over his penis, which, okay, sure, Um, and she turned around and was obviously not interested in that and continued to paint, and then after that, the relationship dissolved very quickly. Uh, That is, frankly, sexual assault. I mean, that's what – A professional relationship. Right, their professional relationship dissolved right completely. Um, yes, Sean, do you look like you have something? To say.
4: Oh, Am I wrong in adding? I think she also didn't get paid.
1: She, yeah, also, she yeah. paid. she never got paid, but she had and she had requested the money for the services rendered, but she had never been like, "Give me three million bucks, or I'll tell the world." According to her claim, um, and so Antonio Brown this week, in the wake of that story coming out in Sports Illustrated, text her and CC's his lawyer his business manager this is all according to Robert Klimko of Sports Illustrated um, and uh he would like five people but some of the numbers are unknown but he basically said That's three of them yeah 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 this is the three of the three important he said he said you, he said some sort of bizarre gibberish but he said you you're trying to get money from me that ain't going to happen you're you're a stinky artist and then he's added that he said, Eric, who's his business manager, let's investigate this girl. And he's saying this with her on the text thread. And then post a picture of her Instagram with her freaking children on it, which, you know, would kind of freak somebody out. If somebody posts a picture of your children from Instagram onto a text feed with you on it that says investigate this person. And then the guy's calling her a groupie. So her lawyer goes to the NFL and says, we believe my client feels intimidated. And I wrote about this on Friday. That's the key word if the NFL believes that you have engaged in intimidation or harassment, you are now subject to the personal conduct policy. You are now subject to being on the commissioner's list, And in my opinion, that is why ultimately the Patriots decided to cut bait, John.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and what you just said is so key to all of this, because what we had is Antonio Brown signed on September 9th, less than 24 hours later, the lawsuit comes out alleging him three times of sexual assault by so britney taylor filed this lawsuit in florida the patriots weather that storm we have the si story come out earlier this week so before these text messages came out thursday night there was an actual story earlier this week i think on tuesday and and that one it was another accusation that was two years old and and the patriots again he was at practice wednesday there was no reaction so it really felt like the patriots feeling to all this was hey this stuff is a year old. It's two years old. We released our statement back uh, on September 10th, and it said we're going to let the NFL investigate. We're going to turn our heads on this because this has nothing to do with us. He wasn't with our team when any of this happened, so we're not going to worry about it unless the NFL investigates and tells us he can't play. Then he won't play. And then now the thing that changes everything is what Brinson just said is that it happened while he was on the team. He broke NFL rules allegedly while he was on the team. And now you have to react. You don't have a choice. So the Patriots were willing, it seems like, to sweep kind of everything under the rug until an NFL investigation was done. And then now uh, you can't break the rules when you're on Bill Belichick's roster.
3: Um, I would point out um, a couple of things. Um, I mentioned this on ASQ as well. Michael McCann basically said what Breach just said, and he tweeted this out. He's a, a lawyer and he contributes to SI.com. He said, had Antonio Brown not text a person who has accused him, maybe the Patriots keep him. The difference between those texts, and this is what Breach was basically saying, and everything else, is Brown sent them while he was on the Patriots. Likely showed Belichick A B couldn't be trusted to follow team co- culture. Now worth the chaos. And the other thing I'd point out is that Klimko, who wrote the story that Breach is talking about and that we've been talking about here, was on Inside the NFL this week on Showtime and he said we were working on the story separately from the allegations that came out with the sexual assault and all that. We we were doing something completely Different from that. We were solely interested not in the sexual assault things, but in, in Antonio Brown stiffing people that he said uh, he had hired to, to do different things for him and not paying those people and feeling like payment enough was having an Instagram photo with AB to help boost your social media, uh, you know, your social media rate or whatever. So um, those two things just want to point out. And, you know, Antonio Brown is currently unemployed. Uh, and,
1: yeah, go ahead, John.
4: Well, I was just going to say. So there's three teams involved in this Antonio Brown saga since it started in the offseason and Antonio Brown. So that's four different parties. I really think all four parties are losers in this because you look at the Steelers and yes, they're probably really happy that they got rid of Antonio Brown the offseason. But remember, it was reported that the Patriots offered the Steelers a first round pick for Antonio Brown and they didn't want to send Brown to their rivals in the AFC. So they could have gotten a first round pick for Antonio Brown instead of a third and a fifth. So I think the Steelers then are, are big losers because they only got a third and fifth and they could have gotten a first. You look at but the Sean, Raiders.
3: Would they have been crucified? Because I tweeted exactly that. Thank you for having no, me no. credit. No, no. But would the Steelers <laughs> have been crucified for, for doing that?
4: Yeah, I think at the time, and obviously this is a benefit of hindsight, uh, but then you look at the Raiders, obviously they gave up a third of fifth for Antonio Brown, didn't get a single game for him after putting up with an entire offseason of his nonsense. And then you look at the Patriots, they got him for one game in a game that they did not need him in, even though he played really well in that game. And then you look at Antonio Brown, who, I mean, look, someone could still sign him, who knows what happens with the NFL investigation and all these lawsuits. But there's a chance his career's over, and he's gone from – a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, at least at that trajectory. I mean, if you look at his stats, they're insane. So he entered the league in 2010. He didn't start a single game his rookie year. He had something like 19 targets. Even if you factor in that season, he's first in receptions, uh, first in yards, and second in touchdowns only behind Gronk, so first among all receivers. So I, he
0: was,
1: uh, my first uh, first ever Super Bowl interview was Antonio Brown on the floor.
2: Oh. So, so the year where he didn't get any touches was the year the Steelers actually made the Super Bowl. Hmm.
3: Interesting. We're yeah. out, by the way, Antonio Brown's first touch. Do you know what it was? A touchdown. Bengals? <laughs> Kick return against the Titans. First time he touched a ball, touchdown. Uh,
1: I would say this. If I were power ranking the four teams, the, the four entities that Sean listed, um, I would say that the Steelers are the biggest winner of those four. Yeah, yeah. Because, by the way, I, I find this hilarious. Um, like an hour before the Patriots cut Antonio Brown, the Steelers changed up their wide receiver depth chart and promoted Deontay Johnson, a Mac receiver. They drafted with a third round pick that they got with the Antonio Brown trade basically as a FU replacement for Antonio Brown. They promoted him to be their starter. If he goes off this week and Antonio Brown's on the Patriots roster, it's hilarious. But I would say Steelers are are the biggest, the the best non-loser, um, The, uh, Patriots are the second best non-loser because they're going to get out of this. They got some production and Belichick skates on everything anyway, as do the Patriots because they're, and they'll still win the title this year. Uh, the third best non-losers and. Uh, The Raiders. I guess it's the Raiders because Antonio Brown is the biggest loser in all this because he's not going to get any money. He's not going to play football again. And he's probably going to get held out of Canton because he's such a freaking a-hole in the same way that Terrell Owens was. I mean, this is a – he went from, as you point out, Sean, a surefire slam dunk Hall of Famer to – what do we make of this? I, 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 it's, it's, it's very, very. I mean, two
4: years ago, there were discussions about him being in the greatest of all time receiver discussion. Um, he is. And, and rightfully so. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you just look at football and if you look at receivers at the peak of their powers, I think absolutely he deserves to be in that conversation. But, I mean, you compared him to T.O., but I mean, even T.O. didn't have, unless I misremembered There was never any of this thing. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, T.O. was a headache and all that and a distraction. But he didn't have anything close to this, so well, I agree. I, I don't think there's a shot in hell he gets in.
1: Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, all, all right, well, let's let's get the Hall of Fame stuff in a minute. For first, Ryan, what what do you think this does to the Patriots' offense? I know you <laughs> appeared on you appeared on CBS Sports HQ, and you told Tommy Tran on our weekly four thirty p.m. CBS Sports HQ show. If you want to watch me, Ryan. And uh, breach, and maybe Sean someday in the near future. Uh, Chop it up with Tommy Tran at 4:30 p.m. on video. It's on a, Friday. On, on Friday, it's a 4:30 f- p.m. Eastern on video. Everybody who listens to this podcast, do us a favor. Go watch CBS Sports HQ. 4:30 uh, on Friday, 4:30 p.m. on Friday. Go to CBSSports.com/live, and uh, if we get to see a spike in viewership, maybe they'll give us more video ops. Maybe they'll fly us to London or something crazy like that. Maybe they'll even send Debo to the Super Bowl. Debo. De- De- uh, De- anyway, Bo. uh, Ryan. Super Bowl is
4: 30 minutes away from Debo. We've been. Yeah. yeah. Why are you always Debbie Downer? <laughs> no, he, I'm saying he's going.
2: It's. I'm being. He's, he's being. He's being Ursula Upper. All
1: right, guys. I got. A, I got an idea. <laughs> Debo in, Sean out, Super Bowl, yes or no? In, 100% right. down with that. Done deal. Uh, right. wow, I just got dunked on. Yeah, you got <laughs> dunked on. Ryan, right, you, you told Tommy Tran, you thought the Patriots offense was going to fall apart as a result of Antonio right. Brown departing. Uh, could you really explain that nonsense to us? I would love to. Uh, first things first, though, the real loser in all this, Dante Moncrief.
3: Okay, moving on, to the Pats. <laughs> uh, okay. Mike
1: Mayock, how about Mike Mayock? He almost
3: got punched. Yeah. You know what? Getting punched and getting rid of AB may have been worth it. So our guy, Stephen O, uh, sent this email out, email out shortly after AB was, was jettisoned from the Patriots. And this is basically what we've all been saying. Uh, AB is a luxury. I thought the, this the Patriots were gonna win 15 games without AB. AB's worth a half a win, so they'd be 15 and a half with them. You don't need them. It's not worth the headache. Stephen O sent the email out. He said, no change in my projections. He's, a, a pencil neck. Math nerd. He knows he does all the projections, all the uh, simulations. He still projects the Patriots for nearly 13 wins, number one seed, 48% chance of winning the AFC, 31% favorite to win the Super Bowl at 3-1. to one. I think other places in Brent's window better than I are at 4-1 to one now. But still, at the end of the day, the Patriots are the Patriots. And I pointed this out as well. For all the talk about Antonio Brown and Tom Brady and um, Josh Gordon Julian Edelman, the defense is actually playing better than the offense. The defense, according to Football Outsiders, is ranked first among all defenses. We saw them dominate the Steelers. We saw them run over to the Dolphins, uh, the team with maybe one and a half players. But they are playing so incredibly well. The, the Patriots offense is at number four. You can struggle a little bit, quote-unquote, with Tom Brady only throwing for 200 yards one game because that defense is playing so well.
1: John, what, um what then, if this team is so good, why did Bill Belichick do this? Why did he... Take the risk on Antonio Brown. Why did he put him out there on against the Dolphins the week that the civil suit was filed against him? Why did he run through all the, the gamut of these press conferences being a jerk to the media? What, what, why? Why did he... Why did... If, I mean, like, they're the Patriots, so they're not going to catch any crap, and he was smart enough to cut bait when he did, but it feels like an unnecessary risk by Bill Belichick, right?
2: Well, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, look, I'm already handsome, but if I'm 40 and somebody gives me Botox and says this will make you handsomer... I might try it, but it also might ruin my face and, like, lock into a position I don't want it. So you always <laughs> are trying to get better, and that's basically what Bell Belichick – you had a shot at Antonio Brown. There's no way you can pass that up, especially with all the receiving issues you had during training camp that weren't necessarily issues once the season started. So, I mean, we just talked about that this is a Hall of Fame talent. How many times – no matter the situation, we all know what we've talked about. We know what Antonio Brown's done and how wild his offseason's been. But if you have a Hall of Fame talent available to you and he wants to play for your team, you have to make the deal. I mean, that's just a no-brainer and you are the Patriots and you know, you can just cut bait whenever you want. So I don't, I mean, they why, want to why play do you, three have to make or I, and I, I, and I agree
4: with that because also you got to remember that the Patriots are relying on Josh Gordon and he is the definition of unreliable. So
2: equally unreliable.
4: Exactly. So I think it was good, Josh Gordon insurance as well, in case Josh Gordon doesn't make it through the season, which he very well might not, because he hasn't in a long time. So I mean, I I understand from a football perspective why they added him, because as Bree said, you can always keep getting better. You don't know what hap- what's going to happen in terms of injuries, in terms of suspensions. Um, and right, look, the they're G's getting out added-
2: for Jalen Ramsey. You know, like the other teams are trying to get better too. But here's the thing, right? It's an arms race. The Patriots –
3: Drew Rosenhaus has a lot of uh, clients on the Patriots staff, on the Patriots roster. Presumably Bill Belichick had to know about all the stuff that just came out moments after Antonio Brown signed. Knowing that, and that's completely different from Jalen Ramsey's situation. He just wants to punch Doug Marone in the face it sounds like. Uh, Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, and you can make a case for why you understand that. But why would Bill Belichick take the risk? Of, clearly he doesn't like press conference where he's asked about antonio brown why even take the risk of signing the guy when you literally do not need him
4: because he's that good i mean and that's you don't have to you agree do with not it, need that, him but i you clearly disagree with it and that's fine but that's the that's the only rationale is that yes. this is a hall of fame talent and you're adding antonio brown for without giving up a draft pick i mean at the time he signed it yes we were having this discussion is it worth it but i feel like the discussion was suddenly, can the Patriots go sixteen and zero? So that's why they signed him, because then suddenly they have a run at history, and they're they are clearly the favorite. They've already gone all. sixteen
3: and zero, Sean.
2: Ryan, do you need a million dollars right now? No. I mean, you you would take it if someone gave it to you, though.
3: No, where is it coming from? Don't, even,
2: don't even
1: have to eat dog food. Just
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think we decided that eating dog food is terrible for you.
1: The um. I know, I mean, like, I, I, and let's, let's give Bill. What if you know the
3: backstory? That's my only concern. I understand he's a great player, but Bill Belichick knew that.
1: Yes, but I mean, in, okay, I I don't want to defend Bill Belichick. I will play a devil's avocado, if you will. Um, Belichick, the, the civil suit was not out there when they signed him, because they signed him on Saturday and the civil suit dropped on Monday. Now maybe they knew it was coming and I wouldn't be stunned or shocked if we found out that Drew Rosenhaus downplayed that, right? Like- He has other clients on the Patriots though. I agree with that. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked or stunned if Drew – I mean, you've heard Drew Rosenhouse. He's like, Antonio's going to be back on another team pretty soon. It's like, what are you talking about? He's been on three teams in six months. He's not signing with anybody else. He's burned his way through two blue-chip franchises and the most desperate franchise for offense in the entire freaking NFL with a GM slash head coach who wants to give leeway to anybody who will step in and help him win games because he looks like an idiot for coming back from the booth. And he still had to kick into the curb because the guy threatened to punch his GM. Um, Antonio Brown isn't signing with you, Mike. But, well, uh, oh, okay. Brinson, oh uh, yeah, we should talk about who he's
2: going to sign with, but not yet. Go ahead.
1: Okay. But, my point being, is that Belichick, when they signed Antonio Brown, it was before anything was actually, like, it was before any of the off-field civil suit stuff had come out, or before the text message stuff came out. They structured this signing bonus in a way that it gave them a, at least a one-week, and then maybe they thought two-week trial run with Antonio Brown on their football team to see how he would work from a, Fitting in standpoint to see how he would work from an on-field standpoint. The on-field results are undeniable. I mean, he he stepped in and was Antonio Brown with He's Tom. He's a Hall of Famer. He would, he would would he have been the second or third best wide receiver? Where would you rank him in terms of if he had played 16 games with Tom or 15 games with Tom Brady? He's behind Moss, obviously, but. He's probably ahead of Welker and 100. Oh, percent. Yeah, 100%. easily. Even, I mean, we did, talked about it, he was
4: the first bout He was on the first bout Hall of Fame track. Right. And look, Julian Edelman and Wes Welker should not be getting into the Hall of Fame for as could By the way, what
3: do you think were. Antonio Brown's All Hall of Fame speech is going to be like?
1: Oh, it's not good. Well, anyway, well, he's oh, going to oh, text oh, it to oh, us. Oh, so. But my point being is that Belichick structured the signing boats in a way that no money was due until September 23rd. It became very clear to Bill Belichick, in my opinion, that Antonio Brown was going to land on the commissioner's exemplist. He can't do that now because he's not on the roster. If somebody signs in the NFL could do it, that's another reason they won't sign him. But Belichick was staring down a situation, Sean, where he was – Pay, going to end up not having Antonio Brown on the roster and still paying him money. And that's untenable for a guy like Belichick who uses economics as the baseline philosophy for how he builds a roster.
4: Yeah, and I don't want to turn this into a defend the Patriots, defend Bill Belichick because, look, You're if stuck. it was – if no, no, but if it was me and, like, as soon as that lawsuit happened, that's when I would have cut bait with him. But that said, let's not act like the Patriots were the only team interested in sending Antonio
3: Brown. Yeah, the Seahawks, Seems, if they were interested yeah. – John Dorsey has a history and they were interested Teams,
4: yeah. teams were bad yeah, yeah. that, that they went straight to the Patriots so much so that there were already rumor or allegations and conspiracy theories about how, you know, the Patriots told AB to get himself out of Oakland that they would sign him. So I, I don't think we need a, teams around the NFL for the most part don't operate with like, you know, a moral compass in terms of signing guys. It, it, why?
3: Um, We've we, we do- seen it
4: with Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. So I don't like the Patriots don't play by, you know, a set of, you know, morality rules and all that. So no one else does either. And if the Patriots didn't sign him, someone else would have signed him.
1: Why didn't they? Because uh, of- let's, let's, we're going to keep going, but we got to take a break because okay. otherwise we're going to get past the breaking point and Debo will. Is, by the way, Debo Debo's on video with us this time. No, but we're not recording the video, but we can see Debo. And it's like, I'm 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 pleased that he's not reacting poorly to the He's not. He's, he's not that upset. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a, uh, Debo. are you upset at the length of this podcast? Not at all. Just break now. <laughs> when we come back, we will discuss more Antonio Brown stuff.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Okay, so Antonio Brown, again, um, off the Patriots. Can I can I ask a quick question, though? You could do whatever you want. Why? Well,
3: I, I, I didn't ask this when it happened and I totally forgot because I'm old and C oh,
1: By the way, let's just keep an eye on CBS uh, evening news, guys. Okay. Let me know. Why didn't Antonio Brown
3: go through waivers when he was released by the, by the, um, look at, look at Brinson.
2: Cause if you have so many years of, uh, uh flying time, then you don't, you don't go through. I thank think it's, you. If it's four years or five or six, but I didn't know that answer. Whatever thank it is, Brown had that. it. Um, so Brinson did an in, interview on CBS news, the actual network. And it is airing right now. That's why he stopped talking. He's talking please, about the Antonio Brown stuff. He's hoping to get promoted to network and, uh.
3: Please let them cut him so we can see his face. He, oh, yeah. Oh, he, he made
1: did it. News.
2: <laughs> Too Look bad.
1: Are you guys watching this? No,
2: no. but you'll you'll tweet
1: that. <laughs> oh, I'm on the evening news.
2: Did you put on a jacket at least? We have Ron Burgundy here. <laughs>
1: did you put on a jacket? Yeah, I put on a jacket. I, 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 I keep like, going This is the week I grew a beard. Oh really
2: yeah. Um, really so, all right, well, while Brinson is celebrating, let me ask you guys this. Do you think he's going to play in the NFL this season? Because I'm going to throw this out here real quick. We saw Antonio Brown's whole career with the Steelers, and, like, it blew up in flames. That was a divorce. That's never being reconciled. We saw his career with the Raiders blow up in flames and almost a punch in the face of the general manager. That's never being reconciled. You know what he did with the Patriots? He patted everyone on the back and walked out the door and said, thanks, I love you guys, which is the opposite of what you would think Antonio Brown would do after being fired on a Friday in the middle of the season. So it kind of felt like that the Patriots told him, hey, look, man, we're going to get rid of you, but if the NFL investigation works out in your favor, maybe we could bring you back this season. And that's the tone I got from the way Antonio Brown presented things on social media. And I do think this investigation is going to go faster than a lot of us thought because the NFL has already talked to Brittany Taylor. They've already talked to the lawyers of the second accuser. And when he was playing for the Patriots last week, they were saying, hey, look, this is going to be a quick investigation because he was still active. And I don't think it's going to slow down because of that. They've already talked to a lot of the key people. They could have this thing wrapped up in the next week or two, and teams will know if Brown's going to play. And if he's allowed to play, someone's going to sign him.
3: That's a great theory, John. Also, I want, to give you, I want you to give your theory about why – the Patriots may end up paying him that $9 million.
2: I mean, you look at – so we've how much conjecture have we seen on Twitter with whether or not he's going to get money? We've seen he's going to get paid anywhere from $150,000 for his two games to $6 million, and the whole basis is the signing bonus that Brent had already talked about. It's due to him on Monday, September 23rd. It's for $5 million. So on one hand, the Patriots can say, hey, look, you broke team rules. You shouldn't get it. Uh he basically sent a $5 million text message. That text message might potentially cost him $5 million. But, you know, it doesn't say in the CBA you can't send text messages. It, it says uh, what Brinson said earlier. But he's going to have arguments to get around everything. Because the thing is, the Patriots knew about both lawsuits or the lawsuit and then the second accusation and let him play. So he was available to the team at all times. This never hindered his availability. The Patriots just chose to cut him uh we know why. But Antonio Brown can argue, hey, look, I was available to play this Sunday. They didn't want me. I don't control that. They owe me my signing bonus.
1: And and here's the interesting thing about that, too, is that the timing of this, we're praising the Patriots for being smart about this, and they're going to fight him tooth and nail for that five million bucks. You can guarantee that. Um, But the problem for the Patriots was they were going to have to make a decision on his status for this game and... The NFL could have swooped in on Saturday, Saturday morning, and put Antonio Brown on the commissioner exemplist. And at that point in time, it wouldn't, the Patriots, I'm pretty sure the Patriots couldn't release him. They would still have to keep paying him. He wouldn't be, oh, he wouldn't be taking up a roster spot, but they would have to keep giving him game checks and they would end up giving him his full contract. Cause you know who's not going to speed up an investigation if it costs the Patriots money? Roger Goodell okay. in the NFL. That's who. Um, so, it, and, and by the way, that evening news hit was like, like five seconds long. Oh yeah. what did um, you say? I bet, I have no idea, but those people think that I'm like very concise and not loquacious at all, which is, uh, um, you know, not, not, not the truth. Uh, so. What? Uh, what? Anyway, um. Hey, can I throw out F-O-H, some
3: F-O-H.
4: Princeton. F-O-H.
3: F-O-H. Oh, clown. Can I throw out some teams and you guys tell me the likelihood that they sign, that A-B signs with these teams? Sir, sure, sure. go. I'll start with the C-H-O. Zero.
2: Heart. 20%. Like uh, oh, right fair. now or later this year?
3: You know, in the next By week. Thanksgiving. Two weeks. Thanksgiving. Thank you. They wanted them 15%. 15 20 and 0. Okay, how about the Browns? John Dorsey takes risks on guys. They mentioned they were mentioned as a team that liked AB.
2: No. If no. the Browns lose Sunday and fall to 1 and 2, it <laughs> goes up 10% for every loss they suffer cuz John Dorsey's <laughs> going to want to turn that team around.
1: Are you don't. again, 40%. It's, it's the second somebody signs him, they're going to put him on the commissioner's exhibit. Well, So, But you whenever, know that with Kareem Hunt.
4: Whenever I give these percentages I'm saying there's a chance, I'm saying there's a chance he signed if he gets cleared from an NFL investigation which Breach was saying could happen quickly
3: yeah yeah Breach is saying the Patriots make the most sense and I think that's a great theory but I just mean John Dorsey has been willing to take a risk on guys like Kareem Hunt who is currently not playing until week uh, nine I guess because he's been in for eight games so okay Brenton's zero for zero what about the Washington Redskins they have one wide receiver his name is Terry McLaurin
1: the rookie first of all, Timmy Lawrence. Awesome. Second of all, the Redskins aren't paying this guy a bunch of money to come and be suspended for him. now. The, I could see the Redskins actually being stupid enough to, cause they did claim Ruben Foster, who was on the commissioner right. when he was cut. So maybe it's possible. Maybe they sign him. I don't, I s- think they, be to 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 sign for uh, a minimum senior person deal though.
3: Right.
2: I, I think he would sign for the minimum if he wins this $5 million from the Patriots. Cause then he's like, <laughs> Hey, I got that money in my pocket. I can afford to play for a little bit less, and you know nobody does dysfunction better than Dan Snyder. So I think that's also, I'd say thirty percent.
3: Any other teams? I mean, the Bills need wide receivers. They're not going to do it because he already screwed them over once. The Giants aren't going to do it, even though they need wide receivers, because they have a moral code. And I, I'm not kidding. I mean, they they wouldn't do it for that reason. Anybody else?
1: I I don't think he's getting signed. I don't. I agree but, with that. I don't think he's getting signed. I don't see how you can sign a guy under investigation for. No, we're saying what if
2: two or three weeks from now the NFL says investigation's over, he's not. There's I no. I think part you're of right, John. It. I think he goes back to the Patriots.
1: But that's that would not the, surprise me. That's the beauty of the NFL investigation, is that they don't have to do this in two or three weeks. Why would they? Why would they rush to do this? In two because or three Brown weeks? will be
2: tweeting like, "Why is the NFL dragging its feet? It doesn't want me back in the league. What's up but, with
1: them? He's gonna you
2: going to be going nuts." John?
3: Uh, after, you know, you would like to think in this maybe is in the case that the NFL has learned after Ray Rice, after Terry Kill, like there is no reason to hurry up on this and then he goes back and then something
1: else comes out because Robert Klimko won't stop working against Antonio <laughs> Brown. Yeah, just drag it out. All right, what do you think is more likely that the NFL it's like, you know what? We should hurry up this investigation and get this thing wrapped up before Antonio Brown does something else. That'll make us look stupid for wrapping up the investigation or the NFL is like, no one's signing this guy. We're going to slow play this till the end of the season and announce the results in February after the Super Bowl. I mean, why would, if you're the NFL, you have no, well, that's in August. Well, if I, there, I, I use to, Thanksgiving as an example. Cause uh,
2: let's say the trade deadline passes and you're a team that's like mid November. You're a little bit desperate. Uh, maybe you need some wide receiver help. And all of a sudden, Antonio Brown's just sitting out there uh you call the NFL up. Hey guys, you guys got that investigation wrapped up yet? Yeah. John, what about the Bengals? There's a 0% chance Andy Dalton could put up with Antonio Brown. They I don't, don't know why seconds.
4: Any bad team would it's it's not worth it for any team that's not making the playoffs. The off. Packers,
2: just, the Packers.
3: They they're okay wide receiver though, I feel like. Uh, if I, I were the if okay. I were the Bears, I would sign Antonio Brown to play quarterback.
1: <laughs> okay. Hypothetically, if this is the end of Antonio Brown's career, is he in the – is he a Hall of Famer, yes or no, Sean?
4: No. Well, no. I mean I think he played at a high enough level. He just didn't quite do it long enough, and then you added this off-the-field stuff, and
3: I, I think it's
1: – uh, Hall of fame does not include off-the-field stuff.
3: Well, me.
4: technically, but there's – I mean tell him to feel that.
3: Yes, he's 100 percent Hall of Famer. He could be cleared. We don't even know where this is going. These are all allegations, except for the text message because he's a moron, but – um. Hundred percent, especially because it's supposed to be "quote unquote" on the field. Okay, he doesn't go in first ballot. Maybe it takes six or seven years. I don't know how long he can be on. John, how long he can be on before they kick you off the list? I mean, uh, he,
1: it's a long time. Well, let's let's settle down on guaranteed Hall of Famer. He has the same number of receiving yards basically as Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson's not getting the Hall of Fame. Who played longer? He's behind Keenan. So oh.
4: this is actually well, if, again, if you're if, if you're ignoring the off the field stuff, in a in a weird way, it's not entirely the same, but it reminds me a little bit about like. Gronk, because for both of them played short, a short, relatively short career. But when they played, they were far and away, in my opinion, the best. Out Does of anyone the think Gronk
2: isn't a Hall of Famer? I think Gronk is. Gronk was a key cog on a team that won three Super right. Bowls. while he was there, Antonio Brown wasn't. Yeah. Have I mean, seen the key, cog, Have you seen Steel- the Steelers', seen Steelers offense any, this year, John? Did, you, did they win any Super Bowls when he was on the team, Ryan? I forget.
3: No, but neither did um, all the other guys that played after 2010.
2: I mean.
4: Because if you – the stats I was citing earlier, uh like in terms of receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, in the span of Brown's career, it's basically Brown and Gronk are leading the way. So I, th- I think there's an argument. If you're putting Gronk in, uh, I think there's an argument for Brown. I think the only difference between the two of them is that uh Gronk was doing something that tight ends. Oh, well, I'd let me
2: ask you guys this then. Let me ask you this, Sean. Do you know who has more receiving yards and less seasons of playing time than Antonio Brown? Fewer. Calvin Johnson, do you think he gets in the Hall of Fame? Because you'd have to you'd have to put Ralph him in first.
1: Johnson is w- far and above a better player than Antonio Brown? You would absolutely have to put Calvin Johnson in before
4: Antonio Brown. I don't. I don't think you can say far and away. Right,
3: I agree with that. You're making me think, agree with Sean with your crazy taste. I know.
4: Somehow, me and Ryan have aligned on this. Um, I look. I know off the field isn't supposed to factor in, but it's still people voting, and they're not going to
3: just erase yeah,
4: this from it. their mind. So. That's why I think he won't get in. But, I mean, I think the Calvin Johnson argument is also a very uh, similar type of case because Calvin Johnson didn't win the Super Bowl. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, Brinson, do you think he's?
1: I think Calvin Johnson should be a Hall of Famer. Um I think that Antonio Brown on the field in a vacuum of his on-field production is also a Hall of Famer. But I, I – and I do believe that Calvin Johnson will get in. I don't think – that this is the end of Antonio Brown that he will give in. The voters care. Terrell Owens is the biggest example of a slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer and the voters kept him out for three years because they didn't like him as a player off the field. Do you think they won't just spite Antonio Brown? What do they care? Is he going to tweet about him?
2: And it's not like he loves the media, which obviously plays a role in this because the media is who votes people into Terrell right, if, Ri-
1: if If Ryan jumped up to leave the podcast, do you think he A, did it because he drank too much herbal tea and has to go tinkle or B did it because he was going to find uh his copy of his NFL encyclopedia Britannica and look up the, the passing, the, the receiving leader <laughs> all time.
4: It's a a hundred percent. A, I don't endorse your tinkle or whatever you called it.
1: Tinkle. That's what we say. The Brinson also, we say bottom tinkle. You don't say, you don't use the P word.
4: What do you say for number two?
1: Uh, poo poo. What
3: What do you say? What do you say? What do
1: you say? What do you say? What do I say?
3: Yeah. By, he lives by himself. What do you think he says? Well, you think Sean I? Yeah,
4: I, I, live by, I live by myself. You think I'm announcing it when I'm just getting up? And 100. Were you guys talking about like me? You're,
1: well, yeah, we, we were guessing what you were doing. I said you were going to look up your uh, Encyclopedia Britannica and find. Because you don't
2: have the internet. <laughs> you're checking to see. I, I, I had to tinkle <laughs> yeah. real quick. I
1: had to see tinkle, yeah. Um, I I would guess Sean. Like if Sean is one of your buddies ever, don't you say like uh, you say I gotta go take a D or an S? What do you say? He says drop a D. Oh, I bet Sean's like, hold on bro, gotta take the browns to the swimming pool. No way, Sean's like,
2: I gotta take the browns to the gym. <laughs> and we're like, that, gym. Doesn't, I don't get it. that doesn't make any He, goes,
4: he <laughs> goes to the gym all the time. <laughs> I'm actually trying to think what I would say. It's not something that you think about. I think I would say, I gotta poop. Or, uh, "Come on, dude, I gotta, or I gotta, gotta take, or I gotta take a... That's
1: a family show, Sean, come on. Let's, Diva, let's clip that for later. Um alright. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's a dangerous game to
4: start playing if we're going to start clipping out of context.
1: Uh, uh, okay. Anything else we want to add to this Antonio Brown saga? I would just point out really quickly, and I don't want to belabor the point or stick around and make Debo keep doing this. But I want to read this. So- I want to read this really quickly. This is the timeline. He was traded to the Raiders for two draft picks in March. He was placed on the NFI with an undisclosed injury in July. Reports in August revealed, this is from NFL uh, Media Research, reports in August revealed Brown had a foot injury frostbite due to not wearing proper footwear in a chirotherapy machine. Files and loses two helmet grievances against the NFL in August. Post photo on Instagram of letters stating he is fined by the Raiders. Post video of recorded phone call with head coach Sean Gruden. Asked Raiders for his release via social media. Raiders fine Brown $215,000 for conduct detrimental to the team. Raiders release Antonio Brown. Brown agrees to terms a one year deal with Patriots, accused of sexual assault by former trainer in civil lawsuit. Brown denies allegations. Brown plays in week two for Patriots, catches four of eight targets for 56 receiving yards and receiving touchdown, loses Nike sponsorship. The NFL is investigating allegations of intimidating text messages sent by Brown to a second accuser. Patriots release Antonio Brown. That all happened in six months.
4: And you forgot one, which was gets traded to the Bills and then refuses to go and that entire trade gets blown up.
1: That's right. That's your fault. You messed up your power rankings. You messed up your losers. Because the win Winner in all this is the Buffalo Bills. 2-0 Buffalo true. Bills.
3: He would be 0-2 <laughs> if Antonio Brown were still there.
1: <laughs> all right, I got to go see my family. Uh,
2: we should mention the giveaway that we're not having, but Antonio Brown is having on his Instagram. He literally just set out a picture of the football, apparently the touchdown catch he had against the Dolphins. Uh, he's giving that ball away, guys, so go on his Instagram page, leave him a comment, and if he likes it, he's going to give you the football. Wilson, I know you want it.
1: He has posted... Since he was released, oh, because he, he posted appreciate you with a picture of him and, and uh, Bill Belichick. He posted, love you, champ. That was fun. Go win it for me. Do, go win it. Do it for me. Yeah, I'm sure Tom Brady's going to go win one for you. Dude, Is he still on the, the team Tom for Brady's two house? weeks, man? Yeah. And then he posted a picture of giving away the football. Hey, Antonio Brown, here's some advice. Keep your emotions off the Internet. Do you think that he wishes he were still in Oakland? That
2: applies to everyone on this podcast, too. You
1: don't remember You don't remember when he tweeted that? He was like, keep your emotions off the internet. It's like, dude. No, I get it. Do you yes, think he wishes he was still in Oakland. He'd have a $30 million. $30 million. $30 million. Also,
4: another another winner in this is anyone who has Josh Gordon in fantasy and who was panicking after they got into a round. I hope you did not trade him because now he's back to that.
2: I can see Wilson's face. All he can think about right now is the fact that Tom Brady needs a roommate. Trying to get in on that, Wilson.
1: Hey, shout nice. out, shout out to all the podcast listeners who took my advice and traded Antonio Brown for Devontae Adams or Juju Schuster <laughs> or anybody like that. You came out of this and smelling like, uh, whatever Sean, smelling the opposite of whatever Sean does in his free time. Okay. We're out of here. Take a D. Um, we got to go. It's Friday night. Let's let Debo go party, whatever he does. Sean, you got a date. You got a date?
4: Uh, I got a date with the gym. Oh. I'm to stop it.
1: Got a date on the other side of that room.
3: Jim
2: Brown? Whoa. Whoa. We should probably cut this podcast like, uh, let's edit out some
3: stuff. His Xbox is over there. What do you (laughs) think?
2: Oh yeah, that's what (laughs) you (laughs)
1: meant. Subscribe, rate and review. We will see you guys on Monday, uh, Sunday night, Monday morning for a Super Friends show.
0: On May 23rd.